Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Back here on Oilers Now, it's 106. Brennan Ulrich with you. Brennan Escott here as well. Bob Stoffer on a route to Nashville, where the Oilers will take on the Predators tomorrow. We'll head to Nashville here in a second and chat with Hal Gill. But before that, I should remind you that some guests on Oilers Now receive gift cards to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. You can call on our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063 or text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line with over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory. They're one of the largest volume Ford dealers in Alberta. Experience the difference at Heartland Ford. We bring aboard Predators analyst Hal Gill. Hal, welcome back to Oilers Now. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks for doing this. Before we get into the hockey talk, I need to ask you what you're being for Halloween. (laughs) Well, you know what? I went with Chris Mason and the Preds broadcast crew, and we were searching for things. We tried on the Teletubbies. I'm not sure if it was me. I don't know if I'm fit to be a Teletubby. So <laughs> we have great. some different options, and we're going to feel it out. Yes, I'm staring at the picture right now, so I had to ask. It's great. The the Preds, Sorry. of course, uh, tweeted Sorry. it. You... <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. You look great, by the way, in green. I like it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Is that Dipsy, by the way? I can't remember what the names are of the Teletubbies. I, the gr- you know what? I was just going to try and impress you and make up a name, but I can't I can't think of it. Dipsy and Do or I don't yeah. <laughs> well, oh, it looks I great. know one of them's Poe, right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. 
Well, if you do go with that, it'll be a smashing success, I would say. But uh, <laughs> speaking of smashing, the Oilers are uh, on their way to Smashville to take on the Predators. And uh, the Predators have had the Oilers' number, Hal. Before we get into the, the, the matchup, I just want to talk about your experience now being in the media. Of course, you played for Nashville, so now you're watching you know, some of these players that you played with and calling the games. Young players like uh, Yossi at the time. I know Forsberg was just breaking in when you played uh, with Nashville. Craig Smith was there, Ryan Ellis. So how cool is it now to be uh, on the media side and sort of follow the players day in and day out? Uh, really cool. Uh, you know what? It's, it's fun to be around the game. The game has changed a lot. Uh, the, the city has changed a lot. And the, the fans and the expectations in Nashville for the Preds has changed a lot. But it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy watching the development of guys like Roman Yossi and, and Ryan Ellis. Matias Ekholm, there wasn't a chance in the world he was going to play in the league when I, when I was there. Now he's he really really is one of the best defensemen in the game. So uh, guys like Philip Forsberg have gone from being a boy to a, a stud on the ice. Is uh, it's a lot of fun to be around, and uh, I'm I'm enjoying it. Well, being a former defenseman, you must appreciate. Uh, just how well Nashville can develop defensemen. You talk about Eckholm there, maybe not thinking he'd ever be what he is, but now, as you said, one of the best defensemen in the league. So you must appreciate uh, how well this uh, organization has developed defensemen. Yeah, it's good. You know, they, they just take their time. Uh, and I think it, it comes with being in a smaller market. Maybe that won't last too long, too long where I think they're kind of making themselves a bigger market. But, it, you know, they they looked at a guy like Ekholm and and brought him up. He played a couple games while I was there, and they said, you know, it's it's just not right. It's not the right time. And a lot of teams, I think, would have gotten scared by that. The Preds weren't scared. They believed in the process and put him down, let him play in Milwaukee. Really developed his game, developed his skating, uh, and and is able to play a, a strong physical game. And now he's uh, you know, skates so well. He's playing against McDavid and playing as effective as could be against McDavid, I, I imagine. I, I, don't, I haven't seen anyone play McDavid better than he has. So uh, it, it really is about being patient and, and buying into the process, and uh, the Preds have done that, and David Poyle has done a great job with it. Well, I agree with you 100% there on Eckholm shutting down McDavid. It is crazy to see. Um, but Nashville as a whole shuts down the Oilers, too. They just The Oilers can't find a way to beat Nashville. I was chatting with Bob earlier today, and he said the last uh, goalie to beat Nashville for the Oilers was Victor Faust. And uh, tomorrow they'll go to Koskinen trying to change that. But for whatever reason, we know Nashville's really good, but the fact that they've just dominated the Oilers night in and night out, it is a little bizarre. We know Nashville's a really good team, but what do you think it is that Nashville just does so well against the Oilers? Yeah, I don't know what it is. I feel like there's always been, you know, you take organizations, and I always got a little upset when I get traded to a team and they say, you know, whatever team you're on, they say, oh, we never win in this building, or we never beat this team, we have a hard time, and I, I say, well, we team has changed, you know, and, and it's for whatever reason, it it keeps going on, and and uh, and the routes continue. But I I don't know. I I don't know what it is about these teams. I I thought it was a competitive game last time. It just seems, and uh, and what I when I've been watching the the Preds just find a way to win at the end. And I I don't know what that that little bit is that puts them over the top. 
Yeah, you're right. There has been some close games, but uh, I think on Saturday in Edmonton, I mean, Nashville just overwhelmed uh, the Oilers in that one and locked them down. So we'll see if it's more of a running game. Yeah, in Calgary and in Edmonton, uh, the Preds played probably the best hockey of the year. So, uh, you know, that that they were pretty good. They came back and uh, lost the, to San Jose, and it kind of gave their head a snap. They're not quite as good as they thought they were. So... Uh, it was a good trip through Edmonton. And in that game, Saros had uh, the big shutout with Rene uh, on the shelf right now. But uh, how confident is this organization uh, in their young goaltender? Uh, very, very. I've never seen anything like it. If you, any other team, if you lost the Vesna Trophy winner, you would be in despair. And no one really even has balked at it. Uh, they believe in, in, in what UC Saros can do. And they know how good he is. They see him in practice, and I've had I've had players tell me that they have the two best goalies in the league, and, and it's nice to have two starters. And uh, so they they have a ton of faith in him. It's a completely different player, you know, size wise. It's 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 very obvious that Saros is a lot smaller, and but he is so quick, man. He is quick on pucks, and he's quick to get on his ankles. So he's been really effective, and the players love him. Well, if they had to go back to your buddy Chris Mason and Gold, then they might be a little concerned. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. He's a he friend could, of the show as well. Oops. I put him on hold there. He could do it. I know. I put Mace out there. He'll do it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> well, let's look at the forwards here quickly, Hal. Um, I want to ask you about Kevin Fiala because it seems like he was so good in the playoffs in last year, but he just seems to not be finding his groove yet uh, so far this season. What do you think's up with him? Uh, I don't know. He he came off a really slow start. He was doing all the right things, but just wasn't getting the production. Uh, I will say, in Calgary and in Edmonton, he played some great hockey. He was aggressive on pucks, creating turnovers, and then when he was, he was attacking the net. Uh, and then that didn't happen in San Jose. He got bumped down. I don't know if you want to call it a fourth line, but he got bumped down to play with um, Sissons and Yarncroke as and kind of a makeshift fourth line uh, last night in New Jersey. So, uh, you know, I don't think he's in the good books with the coach, but he's he, he's doing some things well. It's just a little edge that he has that he needs to find on a consistent basis. And it's not easy to get to the net in the NHL, but he's a guy that really needs to find a way to, to, be a, to attack. Uh, he can't play on the perimeter and be effective. So, um he does it at times. He just got to find a way to be consistent with it. Well, yeah, you mentioned that second line. Is it still uh, Rocco Grimaldi uh, in the mix there on that second line with Turris? Yeah, they they did that last night. And I tell you what, Grimaldi had about three chances point blank. They seemed to mesh a little bit. And um, he's a feisty little player and, and can find the openings. If he can find a way to bury some goals, uh, he'll do all right. They'll be really happy to have him in Nashville. Uh, but yeah, that that line went. The Jofa line is is fantastic. They've just been carrying the team the whole way through. That's Forsberg, Johansson, and um, Arvidsson, and they've been fantastic. And then you know we kind of have a bash line with Hartman, uh, uh, sorry Benino, and uh, Ronaldo has kind of gone out there and done a good job. Uh, played physical and maybe a little too physical in New Jersey and, and Ronaldo took a penalty but uh, you know it rounds out to four lines that they really feel comfortable with and I think that's one of the biggest 
things for them is playing against a team, a, a team like New Jersey that has a great top line, and of course Edmonton with the top line of McDavid. Uh, you have to have faith in that four lines can get the job done. So that's what the Preds do have. Before I let you go, Hal, I want to ask you just about uh, you know what it's like in Nashville right now. Uh, how it's become such a big hockey town of late. Of course, the Preds, one of the best teams in the league the last few years. Um, what, what's the scene like there? And I also want to ask you, who is the, the Preds' biggest rival right now? Is it becoming Winnipeg, someone in that division, or who do you think is the Preds' biggest rival right now? Well, it's funny. It, 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 well, it, things have changed here so much. I was here five years ago, and, um, you know, there was a lot of great fans that would come. They'd give the standing ovation. Everyone really rallied around the Preds, and it was a great atmosphere. And now, now it's really engulfed the whole city. Everyone's in on it. Everyone's having a blast. Uh, the expectations have changed, though. It's it's different. You know, if we when I was playing, if we lost the game, they say, hey, you know, no worries, guys. Well, you guys gave us a great show. If you don't win, uh, they're upset about this. A loss to the Sharks was rattled everyone. They would, they expect to win every night. Uh, good or you take that for the good or the bad, uh, but it, it makes for exciting hockey. Everyone's on the edge of their seat the whole time. Uh, as far as rivals, it, well, it was Detroit, and then uh, Detroit got punted to the East, and we now we you know we go uh, to Chicago, and then the sweep against Chicago kind of fizzled that. <laughs> I think the Preds sweeping cleaned that off the table. And then now we have the Jets, and uh, I think you're right. Uh, Anaheim has always been a big game. Uh, San Jose is, is a lot of fun. Uh, and it all goes back to playoff appearances and playoff successes or failures that that determine what this rivalry is. And that's in large part why they have the Central Division uh, battles in the playoffs. And you're going to see the Jets, you know, if they're going to see the Jets in the second round every year, uh, it's just going to make that rivalry a, a little bit bigger. But, uh, yeah, those are the, the Jets are probably the biggest rivalry right now. Well, I sure hope those two teams play again in the playoffs, the Jets and, and the Preds. Like, that was incredible yeah, hockey last year. Yeah, a lot of fun and, and a physical, hard game and so many different ins and outs to that series. Absolutely. Well, Hal, we really appreciate your time. It sounds like you're having a blast uh, working on the game. So uh, we appreciate uh, you joining us here today on Oilers Now. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow. Should be a good one. All right, that's Hal Gill. And uh, I was go- actually should have asked Hal before I let him go about young players playing in uh, afternoon games because Bob likes to talk about that, and it is an afternoon game tomorrow. We watched that game against uh, the Rangers the other day, Brennan, and it was the Rangers and uh, the Oilers, and it was sloppy hockey, and they were both young teams. And uh, that's one of those stoffer theories he likes to throw out there here and there. But uh, it, he might be right on that because that was a sloppy game. So we'll see tomorrow. I know the Preds are more of a veteran team. The Oilers are still a, a really young roster with Bouchard and Yamamoto. We'll see if Poliarvi gets back in. I don't think he will based on uh, the success they had in the game before. But uh, what do you think about that theory, Brennan? You must play hockey, maybe not at the NHL level, but... Uh, 
do you think that there is some truth to that young players having maybe a tough time getting into afternoon games? I think if you look at, at how that plays out over the course of one's career, from a young age, you, you know, you'll you'll get the uh, the afternoon games in minor hockey, and then you get to junior, and they're kind of few and far between. Even on a Sunday, the Oil Kings will typically play at about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, right? So it's, uh, it's kind of a foreign thing. So I understand that uh, once you've been there a couple times and understand the routine, mm-hmm. uh, somebody like Chase on, for example, who's, who's been around the block or... Uh, that's it's a different ball game, obviously, and we'll have to see tomorrow. I mean, the, the game against the Rangers, we're not going to attribute how bad that was to simply the fact that it was an afternoon start. That was across the board, not very good. But uh, but in my but opinion, Brendan, the uh, well, yeah, but so. you know, <laughs> yikes. Um, but in my opinion, I think that's where a guy like Chase on who uh, who has that experience. Is, is so beneficial to this team. One of the other elements that he brings is that veteran savvy. So he can go to a guy like Yamamoto and say, hey, you know, this is what time you need to be up. This is what I recommend eating. That sort of thing to to help curb that a little bit. So we'll see how it plays out. But Nashville is going to be tough no matter what time of day you play them. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, the weather's for whatever reason, just can't play up to par in afternoon games, although they beat the Rangers the last uh, time out in an afternoon game. We'll see if they can build off of that. And we'll see if they can actually beat Nashville. Oh, boy. Koskinen's in goal. I don't know what to expect. It's a tough... uh, I mean, he hasn't played in in a while, number one. As Bob was saying earlier, the preseason. And now he's making his first start in Nashville. We'll in an afternoon happens. game. Yeah, in an afternoon game. So let, let, nobody's talking about that either. So he goes from being a starter in the KHL, playing every couple of nights anyway, to this in which he has now had an extended period off and he has a weird routine in the morning. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. We'll see. Know. We'll see if he passes the test or not. A lot of adversity, but it's all about how you overcome, right? The there's money to win this game. 5-4 or something like that. I could see this one being more of a shootout-style game, unlike the game that we saw in Edmonton the other day where it was 3 nothing uh, for Nashville. Quick text here I wanted to get to from Jay. This is funny. Nice knowing the two Bs. First, you cut Bob's interview off on his own show. Then you scoop him on the face-off icing gate, only to find out the two Bs will be credited on national TV. I'd turn on the Find My Phone feature on if we're going to find the bodies. I kid, I kid, but turn on the function just in case. Jay, that's great. Listen, if you were listening to the show yesterday and you heard the interaction with Reed, I don't think anybody is safe, so maybe we're <laughs> best not to poke the I did like hear that, that, yes. <laughs> of course, if you're just tuning in wondering what the heck we're talking about, we were uh, talking about the delay of game penalty, and uh, Elliot Friedman uh, was at a function last night, so he wasn't able to uh, watch the game. So we asked him what he thought of the, the delay of game penalty because we haven't seen that happen. And he mentioned that in the offseason, it was discussed in meetings that they were going to try to crack down on it this season. So he was very happy that we brought it up, and he said maybe he'll even talk about it in his 31 Thoughts blog, or perhaps on Hockey Night in Canada this weekend. And then we said, make sure you give us a shout-out. So we'll see if it happens or not. But We're trying to ramp up my, my, and this sounds so shallow, but we're trying to ramp up my amount of Twitter followers. So if I can get a little bit of clout that way, I think that might go a long way It's very important. (laughs) Twitter followers on a show like Oilers Now, you need them. So give Brendan Escott a follow, uh, at Brendan Escott. Why not? Give me a follow, too. <laughs> no one follows me anymore. I hardly... Radio sales. Brendan's your guy. <laughs> I hardly tweet anymore. I sort of miss it. 
at times, but then I don't miss it at times because when you're you're it's sort of like a drug, right? You're you're in you're invested in it. Like you need to tweet all the time. Every time there's a goal or something, you need to feel like you feel like you need to offer up your expertise exactly. on that situation. But when you get away from it from a little bit, you're sort of like, oh, I don't know if I can just get back in, you know? It's like it, it is stressful sitting there in the crow's nest and like, oh, I gotta add some commentary on this, and then the next thing you know, you've missed the the minute or so after the goal and something might have happened. Yeah. So it's a commitment. Yeah. Well, we'll leave the tweeting to you because I haven't been doing much of it. So follow Brendan uh, on Twitter there at Brendan Escott. 124 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. Uh, we are late for our break. Uh, we will chat with uh, Ian Herbers as well at 1.30. We will get interactive at some point here. There's a bunch of other good texts coming in. I know Chris from Phoenix was trying to call. We'll see if we can uh, squeeze him in after our interview with uh, Ian Herbers as well. But for now, a quick timeout here on Oilers Now. This is Oscar Platform from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Shed. Oscar Clefbaum, a beast so far this season for the Oilers. He's logging a ton of ice time and uh, looking great in the process. It's at 128 here in Edmonton. Just, uh, it's nice to be back in the studio here, just uh, visiting with old friends like uh, Morgan Black, who just popped in. Always nice to talk to Morgan. She's lovely. She's a rising star. So anytime I can pump her tires, I do, because she is going to be a big deal in the media world, eventually. If she's in already, yeah, yeah. I don't she want. Might, she might contest that. She's doing yeah. great. Global News Radio 880. She's a rock star on there. Yes, our sister station uh, up here, and uh, it's great to catch up with her and uh, you as well, Brennan. It's nice to see you. Always a pleasure. Although I somehow ran into you at the mall the other day, that was funny. Okay, so the story goes that uh, if you haven't seen Brendan in public, he's the most well-dressed, you know, well-put-together guy you'll ever see. Okay. So I, I, I ask him where I he shops. He says, Simon's. So uh, <laughs> so off I go to Simon's to see if I can, uh, you know, suit up a little bit better, present myself to a high high fashion standard. <laughs> and who do I see there but Brendan Ulrich in the most casual attire I've ever seen him in, a nice, yeah. like, sweatsuit. Yeah. <laughs> that was my uh, hangover gear. I was wearing the sweats, but I was looking for uh, a tux that night, and uh, I found one, so I was happy. But uh, anyway, so it was nice seeing you at the mall as well. I should mention, you can book with New West Travel. Oilers fans, join Oilers now on two great road trips to Nashville and Las Vegas to see the Oilers play in two of the most exciting arenas in the league. The Oilers Now package includes airfare, accommodation, great game tickets, including a private suite in Vegas, all your transportation, a welcome reception with Bob Stoffer and special guests, and parking at Value Park at Edmonton International Airport. Limited space to get on these road trips to see Nashville and Las Vegas. For the Oilers Now road trips, call the travel experts at New West Travel. 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. We'll take a time out for the 130 News. Then we'll chat with the head coach of the U of A Golden Bears, Ian Herbers, around the corner. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.